0: Hello, this is your editor speaking. A minor content warning for this week's episode. There is talk of cannibals and suicidal ideation, which, if either of those things are going to upset you, mean you should probably be a little careful with this one. It comes very near the end, but, again, maybe skip it, because even our hosts agree this is a two-star episode at best.
1: Ciao! Uh, So, Garrett... Um I don't know if I'm gonna be able to record today because um thousands of little syringe looking dealios fell out of the sky and now I don't have any Wi Fi.
2: Oh, but 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 pulling the curtain aside, you're on Wi Fi right now talking to me.
1: You know, I make these flimsy excuses, and you like generally don't see through them, so I thought I could get away with this.
2: Really? What what flimsy excuses have I fell for?
1: Well, I mean, we always talk them out, but this is the first time you straight called me on my bullshit. I'm proud of you.
2: I'm pretty sure this is not the first time.
1: <laughs> it was the first time I remember it.
2: Well that's just because you have bad memory old lady.
0: Yeah got him <laughs> um,
1: okay well since I actually do have Wi-Fi I guess I don't have a good reason not to record this week.
2: Yeah and you're gonna forget I made that burn before the episode's over anyway
1: I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna let that go. I'm in a charitable mood today.
2: <laughs> are you? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, lucky me, I suppose. <gasps> or you just forgot.
1: Thanks. Okay. Would you like to start this episode? I would Or are love you just going to gonna keep roasting
2: episode. me? Um, I, I didn't know I had the option to continue to roast you. I um that's but, always an option. But I will be charitable and choose doing the episode.
1: What a nice man you are.
2: I know. Aren't I the best?
1: Pretty, as far as I remember. But a piece a biggest dream, yeah. I didn't so good, you could
2: there. Milahimo, Pima mo, Hello and welcome to Going Digital Colon, a Digimon Rewatch podcast, where I am Shin Garrett.
1: And I'm Kit Kap.
2: And this week we watched episode forty nine of Digimon Tamers. So which which is either titled D Reaper's Feast or um, Destruction of the Capital. Kuluman's Wish.
1: Which is weird because he doesn't really wish anything directly like he says there are things that he wants but he doesn't wish anything
2: yeah there, there is no wish
1: oh that reminds me that this week I was listening to Nightwish excellent
2: I don't know what that is
1: oh it's like goth lady metal kind of
2: oh okay I don't know maybe it's familiar who knows you know what I'm not going to go into the off topic thing <laughs> and go on that tangent So we'll just leave that to the side um, and have you do a synopsis of this episode that we watched.
1: So it started off with small titty goth boyfriend is dying and everybody's like, Beasy, no. And then he makes this like dumb comment where he's like, I can't even look cool in the end. And everyone's like, ugh, you're a moron. And also like, don't give up. Um. And his tamers see him on TV and they're like all open mouthed, like, oh no, uh, Impmon, basically. Uh, and then, um, Jerry also sees him, I guess, and she's like, I did something terrible. And Kulu tries to comfort her. And then, um, Beezy splats into the D Reaper lava lamp stuff, and everybody's like, oh, oh, oh. You know, as they're all responding to this. But then Granny appears flying over, flies over it, I guess, and catches him. And Impmon's on their back. Um, and then Duke Mon finally gets loose from the little tentacle things and they thank Granny. And then a message comes through from Flippy that's like, hey, y'all need to get the fuck out because the UN is attacking and then Kato's like, Takato's like, I can't because Jerry's here. But they're like, oh, they tax like 30 seconds away. We can't stop them. And then you see the stealth bombers and everybody books it. And Henry's dad is like, well, they know conventional weapons don't work. What are they doing? And Alice's dad is like, oh, they aren't carrying conventional bombs. Or normal bombs or regular bombs whatever he says and flippy's like well they use stealth aircraft to get past the EM interference which I'm pretty sure is just techno Babble but I could be wrong And then these like uh Garrett help me what are they called
2: what are what called
1: the the airship air spacecraft doodads the aircraft
2: the blackbirds
1: yeah yeah. That's what they're called. I can see them. Everybody knows what they look like. Um, I think the uh,
2: there's works. like a fancy name for it. I want to say it's the SR-71, but I could okay. be wrong. Don't quote me on it. I don't
1: know. Isn't that the name of a band? That would make it, sense. it is,
2: but they're named after the SR-71 Blackbird, which is okay. a long range, high altitude Mach 3 plus strategic reconnaissance aircraft developed and manufactured by the American Aerospace Company. Uh, lockheed corporation
1: i am i'm going to assume that you're reading the wiki
2: no i just knew that
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. clearly uh okay so anyway the blackbirds drop what look like syringes that like blink and these turn out to be jammers um and so now they can get communications from crocodile dundee or whoever that was um, who says that, hey, y'all, we weren't trying to destroy it. We were just trying to paralyze it. Um, and then Emmon wakes up enough to say, damn it. And Mon is like, shush, chill out. You almost just died. And Takato's like, Jerry. And Jerry's inside the bubble, pounding on the walls to get out now, which is like too little too late. Chica should have gotten out while well, you had the chance. And the D-Reaper creature thing shows up and says, You know, humans are such foolish beings. And Jerry's like, don't talk to me with my voice. And the D-creature thing wraps her up in the red cords that we've started seeing a lot of. Kulu tries to help, but just gets batted right off. And the D-creature says, like, keep screaming. It powers the D-reaper. So I guess this is where uh, Monsters, Inc. stole that idea from. Uh, And then the cords actually... At first I thought attack the D-creature... But it seems like maybe are powering up the D creature, but it's like not a comfortable kind of powering up. Um, And the whole lava lamp like lights up and the hackers are like, ah, the internal temperature is going way up. It's expanding. And Jerry's like, I hate this. And she screams more and it powers it up again. Um, And then the D creature appears outside of the lava lamp stuff and is just laughing maniacally red tentacle cord thingies attack the towers that have been kind of the center of this and then like pushes them up and then the lava covers them and then the whole thing turns into that picture that's on the cover of the movie Amadeus, which is an extremely dated reference, so I have sent you a picture, Garrett. And i yes. would like you to confirm.
2: Yes, I I've seen the picture beforehand. I know it said this is for later, but I looked at it.
1: Oh okay. Okay. Well Is this seen the it now. same
2: Amadeus that is the musical that has the song Rock Me Amadeus
1: yes okay yes it is uh, the movie I think is much more serious um, but I have not seen the musical so I would not know
2: I have not seen it either I just know the song exists I think uh, Falco that's who did it
1: yeah that part's true Um, hold on I'm taking a snack break
2: What what are you snacking on for the listeners at home and also me, who is hungry?
1: Frozen cherries.
2: Oh. Eh. Oh. Not like my favorite fruit,
1: but. Oh, I love cherries. One time as a child, I specifically requested not to have cake. I just wanted cherries for my birthday. I love cherries.
2: What about cherry cake?
1: Cherry pie. But you can't I mean you could make cherry cake. I've just never had cherry cake before, I don't think.
2: Anyway, back to whatever we were talking about.
1: So and the creature from the cover of Amadeus is there, and then like a wave of D Reaper comes at the tamers, and Takato wants to fight it, but Guillemon is like, We'll lose our power if we go inside. And then there's the commercial break. And then they're like, one week later, and um, apparently it's expanded to 12 kilometers. Um, There's a recap by Takato as his parents are, like, moving out of the city to live in a cabin by the sea, I guess. And there's a person there who's, like, close to Takato's age whose name is Kai. I don't remember him. I thought at first he was his friend. But um, anyway, he's like talking to him, gives him a jacket, and meanwhile, then Rika and her family are in a swanky restaurant, and um, Renamon feels uncomfortable there, and they're they're saying like, you know, oh, his uh, Rika's mom is like, but you're a girl, and uh, Renamon says, by nature, Digimon do not have a gender, and then Rika's mom straight up misgenders Renamon after that, saying, but you're definitely a girl. And now I've realized that we have been misgendering them entirely this whole time. But also, I think all the kids in there do, too. So I'm not really sure how to handle that. Um, Just set that aside for a minute. Goes back to Takato. Turns out Kai is his cousin, I guess. um, Who's uh, sort of giving him crap about wanting to save precious places and friends and family. And he's like, oh, like your first love? And then Takata's like, well, yeah, I like her. That's why I want to save her. Um, Which maybe you should want to save people who aren't people you like, I guess. But um, splitting hairs there. So then it turns back to Jerry and Kulamon. And Kulamon's just spitting truth about self-care. Like, you know, if you keep thinking bad things about yourself, bad things will happen. And Jerry's like, why do you bother with me? And Kulamon's like, I like you. I want to see you smile. And then it uh, goes to Henry who's still at the hacker site with his dad um, and uh, they're communicating with Crocodile Dundee again who says that he sent some data um, to them because some of the, the jammers didn't get destroyed they're still lodged in like crevices in the building so they're getting data still and the big important news from all this is that um, the the D-Reaper is is communicating or or sending data i guess um faster that's moving faster than light uh which is being represented on screen i guess by little red laser beams um and all there's some techno babble that kind of ends with it being a quantum computer and then they make a plan to force the d reaper back to its original state i guess into pac-man uh again and then they um they call it operation doodlebug for some unknown reason uh and then shibumi says to henry that it's time to make a whirlpool and then they go back to kulemon and jerry and now she's expressing suicidal ideation using her dog puppet and saying that everything's her fault um in the third person and kulemon's like basically what the fuck um and the the d reaper creature i don't i don't even know anymore but the d reaper kind of deal is talking to itself saying that humans are foolish and anything being any being that was created by them is also foolish. Um, and now the D Reaper is also speaking in third person and doesn't need Jerry anymore. Uh, and says human thinking and fool is foolish, which like ye, that is definitely true. Uh, and then Terry Armon is getting what I, I assume is his first MRI, uh, so that they can learn about what realized Digimon are made of, I guess. Um, So then the D-Reaper goes back to talking about themselves and ironically also wants to turn things back to their quote-unquote original state. And then the hackers say that the D-Reapers across the world are like connecting. Um, And basically uh, their temperature is rising when they touch each other, I guess. And so it's going to make um, digi climate change. Um, And Henry's like, we have to fix this. Meanwhile, Kuluman has just had enough, and he he takes t- Jerry's puppet away, and then he like cries in her lap about how it's not cool. Everybody likes her, and she needs to get some self-esteem. Um, and then Jerry picks him up, and, but then the D Reaper cords attack him and wrap both of them up even more, and kind of pull them away from each other into these kind of crucifix, crucifix-esque. Aesthetic looking column things, and she yells for Takato to help her. Takato on the beach still somehow hears her. His parents roll up in the car saying that they've been waiting at the station, I guess. And um, Shibumi gives Henry a red card with a quote unquote makeshift algorithm on it. Henry slides it through the device, and a red light comes out. And then Rika and Takato get the message that it's go time and like rika just fucking straight up leaves um her parents her family her mom and her grandma she doesn't say goodbye she just is like sorry and then books it um and Takato is having a teary goodbye with his family and his mom's like i'm proud that i gave birth to you and then he's like thanks mom and then they run off
2: yeah that was pretty solid that's like that's probably like a work I'm feeling generous with the grades and given the A. Thanks. Yeah. Not a problem. Um, who's Kai?
1: I don't know. Like, that was my question.
2: Yeah, that was also my question.
1: I thought it was his friend at first, but then it seems like it's his cousin, so I don't know if, um,
2: Oh man, I just realized I could have, if I thought about it beforehand, I wrote that script that parses the wiki to see who's in what episode, and I could have seen if he showed up before. Oh. I'm not doing that now, though.
1: Well, that's a shame.
2: Um, um. Mostly because I don't... Have Python installed, and I don't remember where I put the script. Oops. And I've definitely reinstalled Windows since then. Wow! Um, but I could have. I definitely could have. So you're
1: just not though.
2: Yeah, I'm not.
1: Like that's your level of dedication to this podcast.
2: Um. Yeah. Um Um, apparently it's referencing a movie. So, he's a movie dude. Okay. And then shows up in, like, this episode and next episode.
1: Interesting. Just to give Takato a hard time, basically?
2: I guess. (laughs) Um, but yeah. Anyway, um, I don't know, this was fine.
1: Yeah, it felt like a filler episode again.
2: But, like, we, like, there's only, like, two episodes left.
1: Yeah, I know, I'm like, what, what are, what is, what, what's happening? (laughs) These should be, like, dramatic episodes leading up to the... This feels like it should be like episode 6 to last and there should be four more episodes that are like dramatic. Yeah. Three more episodes that are dramatic and an episode that like brings it all together.
2: Okay. So so there's some things I like and there's some things I don't like. Um I I so my my biggest thing is like I'm not super like on board with how Jerry is is during this more or less? Yeah, like I don't think this progression of this is very satisfying Um it starts off and she's like kind of like resisting, but then she like goes back into like suicidal thoughts, which I guess Fletch maybe trigger warning that that would probably be a smart thing to do.
1: Oh yes, please do I should have done that. I did not.
2: Um, so that kind of ping-pongs around, and it seems weird. I don't know. It just doesn't. It doesn't feel like satisfying storytelling with it. Like she kind of breaks out for a little bit, and then just like sinks right back in. And like it doesn't do anything.
1: Well, and it's really kind of weird to me. Now I'll confess that I haven't been watching the english versions for a while um there just wasn't that much difference but now i'm sort of wondering if they kept that because it seems like a thing that they would censor out the sorry the suicidal ideation i don't know if i made that clear
2: yeah i don't mm, it's not the best i don't (sighs) know just like they, they they set up so many interesting things with Juri and we're just like not gonna touch any of them now
1: yeah well and it, it's it just feels like there is not enough time left to really explore this at all
2: oh yeah it's definitely not gonna happen at this point I've pretty much like accepted that in my heart of hearts <laughs> I don't know, just, like, the ping-pong back and forth between ways. Like, they should have, like, been doing other stuff with this before. Um, Kuluman's good. Like, they are trying their their damnedest, and, like, I appreciate that. Kuluman's good. Not a thing I thought I'd say.
1: Yeah, Kuluman's been, like, really adorable lately. He has had quite an arc. He went from annoying... Side story character to like, I don't know MacGuffin to like a uh, positive character, I guess. I don't know. I there's it. It feels like there are so many places in this series that, as we're coming up to the last couple episodes, where they could have explored things so much more deeply and they didn't and it's just like Kulamon it is just a a fascinating character with so many potential things you could do with that or explore with him and they just don't
2: Kulamon's just a Digimon now they resolve that
1: well I mean he's just a Digimon right but like does he feel different does he you know what was his story before? Does he remember his origins? Like, does he w- have wants and desires, or he's just exactly happy the way he is, etc
2: I don't know. That's a good question. But yeah, so yeah, jury stuff. Not not super hype on. Like, I it was set up for a bunch of cool stuff, and then like she just kind of comes out of it and then just relapses into it within the same episode. Within the same episode. Neat thing. Um, the fact that the UN. Didn't just like try to bomb the thing was a pleasant surprise.
1: Yeah. It's also an interesting potential political statement, you know, that like the Japanese military was trying to murder it with weapons, but then the UN is doing this calmly, which isn't necessarily accurate to world events, but interesting. Yeah, I was to
2: be like, that's wildly inaccurate from the real you world. Know? Yeah. This is how I know this is a work of fiction. Um. so that was cool I enjoyed that Um. don't know who Johnny is I think he also just appeared in this episode but he seems yeah. cool
1: Johnny being Crocodile Dundee I actually didn't forgot his name is Johnny and was like okay man with a cowboy hat and like a necklace kind of looking thing
2: yeah I mean but like yeah he was he was neat
1: I, I kind of vaguely feel like um, like he was there before once and they were upset because he wanted to destroy it or whatever and they're like, you can't do that. I feel like that might have been a 10-second piece of thing before because they seem to be referencing that when he was like, we didn't destroy it, we just wanted to paralyze it.
2: Yeah, I could see that. Um, that sounds familiar. Um oh the the wiki doesn't even have their first and last appearance, so Welp. Uh, again, man, if only I had the script that I wrote, I <laughs> I might be lost, honestly. I don't remember where I put it after I after I reformatted Windows recently. Um I don't know, so like the UN stuff, kinda neat. Um I did not know we were we were turning the show into Digi Global Warming.
1: <laughs> yeah that's an interesting um two towers the twin towers falling and uh global warming and quantum computing were things i was not really expecting in this episode
2: yeah in 2002 yeah wow we knew about global warming in 2002
1: i mean we knew about i know
2: warming, we knew it for longer but
1: yeah but you know
2: also two thousand
1: and two was at least like if things get too warm we'll all die. I mean they weren't they didn't specifically say climate change so it's entirely possible that was quite innocent accidental you know, Simpsons predicting the future type of deal.
2: And honestly, this is one of the better Japanese takes on global warming. Okay. How Sorry. In... I need to what? talk about how sh- how fucking wild the end of weathering with you is and how it's about global warming and like it's really man that movie is something else um c- kind of disappointing follow-up to your name that's my oh. hat anime take
1: that's a shame
2: just like the movie should have ended like 15 minutes earlier um
1: that's a shame you could make that happen by just shutting it off.
2: I know, but when you when you saw it in theaters and saw the 15 minutes after... Because it's the thing... Sorry, spoilers. Movie's wild.
1: Yeah, it sounds like it.
2: Um, that's all I'm going to say about it at this point. Otherwise, we'll be here for way too long. Um, anyway, UN stuff, good and interesting. Um, like, some of the other D-Reaper stuff's pretty good, like... I like when the D Re- D Reaper starts to like network with all of like its nodes across the world. That's an interesting idea. Into um, yeah. that, Jerry's emotions like affecting the D Reaper is interesting and also not interesting because it's very. It like I'm unsure which way it does it, and it's kind of confusing. But it's a super neat idea.
1: I mean, it's. Monsters Inc., right? In a way.
2: Kind of. I feel like
1: I've seen that in other things too. It's the her negative emotions powering it. It's interesting. I I wish that this were several episodes earlier so they'd have an opportunity to sort of explore this idea that the D Reaper is actually very dependent potentially on Jerry's negative emotions and that's super affecting it but then it, it wants to sort of kill itself in the same way she wants to kill herself in that it, it wants to kill her you know it would just be an interesting thing to explore but instead we're probably just going to get her being rescued and everything's fine I don't
2: yeah we're not really going anywhere with it also, like, I don't know if we're going anywhere with, like, how the D-Reapers logic is flawed. It is, is flawed. That's the word I was looking for. Because um, it states, like, um, humans are foolish, thus everything humans have created are foolish. And I'm like, yo, back up. You were created by humans.
1: Yeah. There's there's some... some... Missed logical steps there.
2: Um, But I don't know. Maybe maybe it evolved that from observing humans, which could be an interesting concept. Probably not going to come to it, but it's neat right now. Um, Yep, there's a thing where Digimon don't have gender. It's like my question with that is if, if something doesn't have the concept of gender... Is it incorrectly gendering if you say that? Like, if it doesn't have the concept, you're kind of just calling it something that it doesn't know.
1: Well, it's like my dog most likely has no conception of gender, but we call him a boy. That's fair. that's our understanding of gender. So, I mean, I think it would be the same to do to a Digimon that was not able to talk so you couldn't like confirm it because it doesn't make a whole ton of difference to my dog what gender I think that he is he also you know I don't I don't know if he has a conception of like names in the same way that we do like he definitely knows when we're talking to him and when we're using his name that we mean him but I he may not really have a conception of what names are But with a creature that like is at a level of sentience where it can talk back to you, I feel like it's inappropriate to force any kind of identity on a on you know a creature that is able to disagree about it. If that makes sense, because like we have agender people as well who just don't have a gender and like it bothers them mostly i think you know right which like i agree with
2: and they're valid and it's perfectly fine
1: yeah i was making
2: more the case of like because like agent like they know the concept of gender
1: right exactly
2: and that's a choice
1: but at least yeah well it's not a choice well i I mean it mm depends on how you argue it but they they have a choice like because they can understand the concept
2: you can be whatever you want. I'm not trying to be a bad person.
1: Right. Right. No. I. I. Understand. I can't word. Yeah. It, well. I mean, it's complicated, right? Because it's a choice to decide that you feel strongly enough about it to want to do something different. You know. Right. Like I don't know anyone personally who feels so strongly about having a non-human identity that they would not be comfortable being called human you know but like i those people might exist people might exist who feel that way um at which point you they're making the choice to to you know disagree with you about that and then you should respect them but you know it's it's all very complicated because gender and many identity um like concepts are socially constructed it doesn't make them not real. It just means that the way that we form them is through our interactions with others. So there's always this sort of negotiation of meaning that occurs. And I, so I guess what I'm saying is that the way I feel about it is that if, if another being is able to enter into that conversation, then we should respect what it is that they want. Whereas if that creature or being is not able to enter that conversation, then it probably doesn't matter to them. And then it's probably fine to do whatever you want from there.
2: Great. I'm just trying to judge how bad Rika's mom is.
1: <laughs> wow. That's
2: what I'm trying to get to. And okay. like,
1: Well, I mean, Renamon isn't like, please don't call me that. Which I right. think then that would be really bad. But definitely Rika's mom is like, oh... I understand gender and you're a girl and Renamon may or may not feel that way about themselves
2: right there's definitely some like reading stereotypes and appearance for that I assume also I'm willing to give more slack because like the thing after that is like and, and you know and you're part of the family so like it kind of played into that um, because well, which is kind of
1: rude. Like, what if Renamon was agendered or a boy or something, then it would be, they would not be part of the family?
2: I don't know if it's that. I just think maybe Rika's mom hates men.
1: Not also, that.
2: I mean, am I looking at that from the perspective that she's divorced? Yes. Is that maybe bad of me? Also, probably yes. I don't know. Maybe also just, like, doing, like, an us girls moment. I don't know. Why am, why am I trying to – why am I so deep in this?
1: <laughs> well, I think that uh, from – I mean, you always sort of, like, when you think about actions, there's two steps, right? There's, like, what happened, and then there's intent. Um, and sometimes the damage from what happened is so great that the intent doesn't really – carry enough weight to make a difference but in this case it seems like what happened was Renamon said a thing that Riga's mom didn't entirely understand um, and maybe took as like a cultural thing more so than like a than Renamon speaking about their personal truth and the way they feel about themselves just being like oh we don't have tacos in my culture and then um you know riku's mom's like oh you're gonna fucking love tacos you're definitely a taco lover you know which is like a little bit taking a step too far like what if Renamon doesn't like tacos but i'm I'm
2: sorry this metaphor isn't working because everybody loves tacos
1: okay well i'm sure there's someone on the planet who doesn't like tacos
2: debatable Uh...
1: (laughs) okay well whatever uh
2: I'm sorry, I'm just saying I couldn't take the metaphor seriously, because tacos are delicious.
1: Okay, tacos are delicious, I'm not, not disagreeing with that. Um, but apparently, Rika's mom feels the same way about gender. <laughs> Everyone must love gender, so it's no Now, video. if you were, like,
2: tomatoes, I would have been on board.
1: Okay, sure. Run a like, we don't have tomatoes in the digital world, and so I don't like tomatoes. Um, And Rika's mom was like, everybody loves tomatoes. It's fine, you're a tomato lover. Uh, Just like the rest of us. And that's part of our structure as a family is that we all love tomatoes. And fuck everybody who doesn't. And Renamon's like, Rika's mom is like trying to be inclusive and friendly, but may actually be I don't know, giving like forcing an identity on Renamon that they don't want. But we don't have any idea and I doubt it'll get explored any further.
2: Right. Like it's probably it may just not be a one-off thing that isn't going to come back to. Also, raw tomatoes are awful.
1: That's your opinion.
2: Uh, yes, and my opinion is fact on this podcast.
1: Wow, what about my opinions?
2: Uh, your opinion can also be fact.
1: But what if your opinion and my opinion differ as they do uh, in this case?
2: Well, if they do in this case, we refer to the contract. Where it says, in disagreement, um, opinion goes to me.
1: Wow, rude. Have you ever had a tomato fresh out of the garden and you just put mustard on it and eat it like an apple? Because you're missing out. Did you say mustard? Yeah. What? I'm not sure which part of this is unclear to you.
2: This is the first time I've, like, I I like, mustard is good. Like, mustard's on, like, the list of condiments that I'm a fan of. (laughs) Really, I'm a fan of, like, most condiments, except ketchup, which is weird, but... It's
1: because you're from Chicago.
2: No, 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 no. The fact that I'm from Chicago is why I say you don't put ketchup on a hot dog, you monster.
1: Right. And then you just extended it.
2: Right, and and then the next thing you say is deep dish pizza is pizza.
1: Okay. Um, yes, I'm familiar with the um, cultural memes of Chicagoans. For look, the most part. one of those you can
2: argue; the other one is a fact. I pizza is sure. the one that's a fact.
1: Well, I mean, right. It's a pizza. It's a horrifying pizza, but it's a pizza.
2: It is not a horrifying pizza.
1: So much goddamn cheese. Who needs that much cheese? Just eat an entire bowl of cheese at that point. I like cheese. Cheese doesn't like me.
2: Well, see, you just have a complicated relationship with cheese. The point is, it's a pizza, and you can put ketchup on a hot dog, though. I don't know why you would.
1: I grew up putting ketchup on hot dogs. I
2: mean, that's fine.
1: And I think it's fine anyway. I mean, to be fair... I feel that way about a lot of stuff.
2: (laughs) I mean, to be fair, most places don't have good hot dogs. So I can see putting ketchup on lesser hot dogs.
1: I mean, I only put ketchup on tofu dogs now, so... Right. It's not like they're the bomb or anything but corn dogs but from morning star if i can give us like a five second ad here holy shit amazing top notch
2: yeah also apparently weird al went vegan and he still does the the wiener dog sandwich thing with just vegan hot dogs so you can still do that yeah they're delicious um because i guess cheese whiz and the rest of it is
1: I mean, Vegan. Cheese was probably never had any cheese in it, to be honest. Vegetarian. I might
2: have meant vegetarian. Words are hard. They both started with a V. They're kind of similar. I know one's like a further step, and I'm aware they're completely different, but like they're also kind of similar.
0: For what it's worth, as a vegetarian, all it means is that we do not eat meat, whereas vegans go for anything that is created without animal cruelty. This generally means animal byproducts, and people are a little flexible on what constitutes some of that. Some people will go as far as nothing involving the skins thereof of the animals as clothing or whatever. Uh, In some cases, it's just a diet where you won't do anything made with eggs, dairy, similar things that have to come from an animal. Also, just because it came up earlier, Uh, a culture without gender will be explored, and by that I mean has been explored, in the recent Transformers run beginning with... I believe the new volume is called More Than Meets the Eye from the middle of the 2010s. It's quite good, and in fact, it does deal with the concept of what happens when the robots from the planet Cybertron, who do not have gender, are introduced to humans and the effects this has on their culture, as well as various other things. It's pretty good. Look it up. Uh, keep an eye out. It's on sale on Comixology or the occasional Humble Bundle collection of all of it. Like,
2: I'm aware that they're different, but like, we're about brain.
1: to get so much hate now. <laughs> I,
2: I mean, I understand that, like, one is just not eating meat and one is, like, not consuming anything that was made from an animal product. But in, like, this, this case that we were talking for, where we were just talking about meat, they're equivocally the same thing in that case.
1: Okay. Yes.
2: Again, like, you can do whatever you want. Just don't hurt anybody else.
1: Including animals.
2: If that's your prerogative, yes. I mean, this does also bring in the question, like, if so like say like you just like assemble the proteins to make like a steak.
1: I mean it depends on the person. I think some of that is uh like like imagine that you assembled the proteins to make a steak of human flesh would you eat it if it wasn't from a human
2: have you been listening to DecaCast
1: no no I have not actually
2: because we've had this conversation
1: okay well what was the decision that y'all came to
2: um Evan was all for it
1: that does not surprise me in any way
2: Um, Chris wasn't there because apparently Evan ate him
1: oh is that why this came up
2: <laughs> uh, I mean no we were also watching Amazons which has cannibalism in it um, I was of the opinion I mean if it's not hurting anybody I mean I guess just don't eat the brain because that's how you get sick but like if I, we could just like construct proteins to make chicken nuggets like I'm on board I would eat lab-grown meat.
1: But you have a problem with the thing, only because I guess it's from real humans.
2: I mean, yes, I have a problem with cannibalism because it requires, you know, eating a real human.
1: Yes. Yes.
2: A sentient human.
1: Yeah, but so you could understand, though, that some people might have a difference of opinion about it. And that's, I think, what falls with the vegan. Anyway, we've spent a lot of time not talking about Digimon in this episode. Yeah. Like, it's, it's really weird how we got to I...
2: cannibalism. <laughs> we took We're some Fletch turns. Just having listened to this,
1: like, what the fuck is wrong with you all?
2: It's gonna be like it's Duckacast all over again. So anyway, they, they come up with a plan to... Their plan to fight the D-Reaper is to, like... De evolve it back into its original state and they call it Operation Doodlebug. And I just want to point that out for the name.
1: I did point that out. Were you not listening? I
2: wanted to point it out again. Uh don't know what the red card is. Maybe an interesting idea. Seems kinda cool. No clue what it does other other than like does it just make a phone call?
1: Yeah. Right? Like is like, it just five G phone card? <laughs>
2: Oh, man, phone cards used to be a thing.
1: Phone cards are still a thing if you're calling to another country.
2: Phone cards are still a thing? Yeah. Wait, doesn't, like, Google Voice have, like, international calling, though? can not you just, like, use Google Voice and call over Wi-Fi? I
1: mean, sure. I'm sure it's probably slowly getting rid of the prepaid calling cards thing, but it definitely hasn't gotten all the way.
2: I mean, I guess it doesn't matter.
1: And it has nothing to do with Digimon.
2: That's true. Um, Do you have anything else to say about Digimon?
1: Not really.
2: Um, There's some cable tentacle imagery. I just want to point that out. Yeah. Um, I don't want to comment on it. I just want to point out that it exists. Other than that, this episode was pretty alright. It had some things that I didn't like. It had some things that I liked. Um, There's two more episodes left. Um, But yeah, I like three out of five.
1: I think I'd say like two and a half out of five if we're allowed to do halves. Okay. It's like what you did last episode too,
2: and I'm like, can we do halves? And you're like, I guess. And I'm like, okay.
1: Wow, I don't even remember that. That's how tired I am this week. Um, or two weeks ago. I think I'm just mad that they're still introducing new stuff in the second to or third to last episode, and not gonna resolve any of this shit. It just, I, it's irritating.
2: So, do you have a poem for me? It's
1: a very plain haiku, actually. This time, um, okay. It just says: stare at the ocean, shining waters, so peaceful, calm before the storm.
2: That's pretty good. Thanks. That's like a solid B. Okay. nice. Um, I I'm docking the letter because like it wasn't like super Digimon related.
1: Yeah, but there's just so much imagery of the ocean in this episode. I think that's what I was feeling.
2: Yeah, I mean, I still gave it a B.
1: Yeah. I should have just said the ocean. Digi, 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 and then I would have been done.
2: Mmm. Mm. You can find us on the internet at goingdigitalpodcast.com, where there's links to all of the things, such as iTunes, email, Twitter, etc., etc. Yep. And um the Digi Evolution Uh Doesn't The Digi Evolution moves at the speed of light.
1: Oh yeah. Faster than. Yeah, the speed
2: faster than. Faster so fast. than light. And uh good time.
1: And goodbye. Stay safe everyone.
0: And stop.